Now, how's the volume on this? I have a bigger voice than Esther, so I <laughs> thought I was going to get away without the little microphone here. Um, thank you so much for in inviting me to uh, give my testimony. Um, somebody said to me, Kathy, I think it was when I came in, how uh, it would be... Uh, it must be so fun to be coming and not having to cook, but I said, actually, I'm a little bit more comfortable in the kitchen. <laughs> but it is a good exercise uh, for each of us, even if you don't do it publicly, to write down your testimony and, uh, and see how the Lord has worked in your life. Just putting the words to paper and seeing um, what changes have come about in your life since you first uh, walked with the Lord. Um, I was uh, brought up in a traditional two-parent home, and I had two younger brothers, one who tormented me and one whom I mothered, because he was nine years younger. Uh, my parents uh, gave us a loving environment. We were brought up in a, a loving home, and that's something that I'm very thankful for. We went to a church uh, that did not preach a gospel message. I have lots of fond memories of my uh, youth with my uh, dad's parents visiting them in rural New Brunswick and and riding horses and and uh, lighting the gas lamp at dusk because they had no electricity and then I'd go visit my mom's parents in the city in Halifax and uh, and uh, go shopping with my grandmother and I had a great time we had, I was very close to both both uh, sets of grandparents as I was the oldest uh, uh, grandchild and as a family, we used to go camping quite a bit uh, when I was young, and my dad instilled in me a real love of the outdoors, and uh, when we would go camping and do the hikes and through the woods, and he gave both me, both my, both my brothers and myself uh, a real love for the outdoors as well. Then um, we moved around a lot as a, as a family. My dad worked for a bank, so we transferred around quite a bit. And uh, in uh, eighth grade, I was living in PEI, and uh, I became uh, rebellious in my attitude and my conversation. During that school year, I was asked to leave every teacher's class at least once, and I was sent to the principal's office twice for talking. I was unhappy, and I showed it both at school and at home, and in my attitude with my family. Um, at this time, I was reading uh, my Good News New Testament every day, and I was, I was really searching for something in it. And, uh, but I, it just didn't seem, they were just words on a page to me. It didn't really mean a whole lot to me. And then a friend, who you might know by the name of Esther, invited me to summer camp at Emmanuel Bible Camp. And uh, the, clear, the speaker that week uh, explained clearly how I could have a personal relationship with God by asking forgiveness for my sin and turning from it to follow Christ. All around me that week, I saw people that had something that I didn't have, that I didn't possess. So one evening as I lay in bed and thought about what the speaker had said, I realized that I had found what I perhaps unknowingly had been searching for. I knew I was a sinner. And at 14 years of age, I turned from following my own way and turned to following Christ. I don't really remember all the verses that the speaker used that, at that time, but I'm sure it was something like Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess your sins, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth 
one confesses and is saved. So after that, everything was rosy, right? That fall, I, I decided I did not want to uh, continuing, continue attending the church that I'd been uh, attending because uh, it didn't seem to be a whole lot of opportunity for growth there. But I wasn't permitted to attend the church of my choice either. My mom uh, especially thought it was a cult and, uh, and that I would, uh, it was a phase that I'd go through and I would get over it. But I was allowed to go to youth group. And, uh, and my friend Esther encouraged me in my newfound faith. And uh, little did my family know that through youth group and Esther, that was where I would really grow those next few years. My favorite verse at this time was Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I remember reading scripture together with Esther during sleepovers, doing devotions together, and I also remember her one time talking in her sleep and ordering pizza. The Lord gave me a real hunger for his word, and now they weren't just words on a page. Those, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit takes the blinders off your eyes when, when you come to faith in Christ, and how the words have real meaning. And I wasn't really familiar with the Old Testament at all, so I was really eating up the Old Testament uh, stories and, and all those things that, uh, uh, of the Old Testament saints that I hadn't been familiar with. It was three years before I was able to go to a, a church of my choice, but during that time, God used his word and the fellowship of uh, other be uh, young believers uh, to really help me to grow in the Lord. Just one year after going to camp, my dad was transferred to Woodstock, New Brunswick. I remember crying all the way from the ferry, uh, to the ferry about leaving my dear friend Esther behind. But she was praying for me, and right away God provided a, a good group of Christian friends and uh, they encouraged and challenged me. And I was able to attend youth group and ISCF at school once a week, and my French teacher was a Christian and she led the ISCF group. And Esther and I wrote long letters to each other, very long, and uh, for a number of years afterwards, and it was almost like a diary because we would tell each other what we did all the time. She was such an encouragement to me, and still is, as I'm sure she is to all of you. After high school, I attended Bible college for a year, which was a marvelous experience. It was a little like being at camp, but with plenty of homework. And then when I went back, after that, I went to Fredericton to work uh, at a bank. And uh, when I was 19, five years after turning to follow Christ, um, I, my parents decided that it wasn't a phase anymore, that I looked like I might stick with it. and. Uh, and they allowed me to uh, get baptized in the church of my choice. They, I had been baptized as an infant, and Mom thought that was enough. I didn't need another one, but I wanted to follow the Lord in believer's baptism, and, and Mom came to the baptism, and that made it very special. The next year, I moved to Halifax to pursue a career in banking, and I moved in with my grandparents, my mom's parents. And shortly after that, a young man that I had been dating back in Fredericton uh, asked me to marry him, and I agreed. We became engaged at Christmas, and I planned an October wedding. In January, a co-worker and a, 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 a friend, a Christian friend, uh, asked me to come to a different church that I, than I had been attending, and so we went to a youth group with a lot of other Christian young people there. And a young man that I met there asked me out, and despite knowing I was engaged to be married, and I said yes. We went out once, and I decided he was quite interesting. I didn't know where it would lead, but I decided if I was still interested in other young men that perhaps that first guy wasn't for me. 
This is one of the most important decisions a person makes in their life, second only to choosing whether or not to follow Christ. And I didn't take this decision very seriously, I don't believe. But despite that, God had his hand on me and, uh, and, uh, and, and on my life and was guiding me in spite of myself. And I'm, for that, I'm very thankful. I didn't, did end up marrying the second young man, Stephen, and he's, uh, we've been married for 37 years now. Marriage is an adventure through the different stages of life. We've had our, we had our struggles, especially early on, when we were both young and we were both in the right most, if not all the time. We, uh, we'd been married a little over two years when God blessed us with a little, beautiful little girl we named Amy. A year later, we had Amanda, and 19 months after that, we had Ashley. So we had three little girls, two years of age and under, two and a half years of age and under. This is where I wanted to be. I knew that this was where God had me, had me to be at this point in my life, and I felt that God had called me to be a mom, and I was just very happy in it. But the only thing was, no one told me how being a mother could bring out the nasty side of you. You know, you think you're a nice person and then you have kids. God has humbled me and continues to teach me so much in my role as mom. When they were young, it was the patience that he gave me when I had none. I asked for wisdom for decisions on their schooling, on their friends, on their activities, and, and all along. When my oldest daughter, Amy, reached grade seven, um, we chose to homeschool her. Now, God had to do a real work in me to, at that point, because I had previously, and no offense here, because you, well, I know I am a homeschooler, I know a lot of you are homeschoolers, but I had a vision of homeschoolers as granola crunching, Birkenstock wearing tree huggers. <laughs> and I don't know why I had that opinion, because I knew people that were not like that, and they were homeschoolers. But we decided too much uh, that it was going to be too much for me to start with all three. So I started with just the oldest one in grade seven. And uh, it was a, it, we had a good year. We butted heads a fair bit. Uh, and uh, just because of our personalities. But the, the first two weeks of uh, schooling, the, um, the younger two, I had to fight with them every day to take them out to get them to public school. They did not want to go to public school. They wanted to stay home. But the next year, all three of them were at home and enjoyed it thoroughly. They especially liked not having the extra work and that their peers, that some of their friends did at, in the evening. When I look back on those years, I, I think of them very fondly. It's probably my, one of my favorites as a role as a mom, having all my girls close by and learning together with them all, all the things about God's creation and, uh, and just learning together. It was a very exciting time. Amy chose to stay home through grade 12, and the younger two really wanted to go back to, uh, to uh, school, so they went to HCA for grades 11 and 12. After Amy uh, graduated from homeschool in grade 12, she went to um, uh, hairstyling school, and she finished that top of her class. The year she started working, it became apparent that she was choosing to follow the world and not the path that she had appeared to have been following. She was openly rejecting Christ. It was a very dark year for me in every way. Looking back now, I know that if I had sought help, I would have been diagnosed as clinically depressed. As I had put so much uh, emphasis and value on myself as in my role as a mother, I felt that if one of my children wasn't following the Lord, I had totally failed and my life was worthless. But I'm thankful to the Lord that he brought me through that time. 
I continued, even though I didn't feel like it, I continued in my Bible reading, in my prayer, meeting with other believers in, in, on Sunday and on Wednesday nights, even though it seemed uh, trite and I didn't feel like it, but God honors our faithfulness even when we don't feel like it. If you'd asked me before this time what my goal in life was, I would have said to raise godly children. But through this time, God revealed to me that I am not wholly responsible for someone else's walk with the Lord, even my own children. I am responsible for my walk, my walk with him. How I seek him, how I spend my time in the word and in prayer, and also in meditating on scripture and in fellowship. It's the same way with any, anyone. We are responsible to share the gospel, but we can't talk anyone into the kingdom. Only God can open the eyes of the blind so they see their, their sin in the light of a holy God. Of course, I made mistakes in parenting, and of course, I'm responsible for how I brought up the children, but ultimately, it is their choice, their decision, and not mine. Satan has a heyday with us over this matter. My goal now had to change from raising godly children to being a godly woman and all that, go that goes with. I'm comforted uh, that the Proverbs verse about raising children the way they should go is a principle and not a promise. Otherwise, I would, it would confirm I was a failure as a mom. About the time, as uh, Simi mentioned, about the time I started homeschooling, I started filling in at a pediatric office. And filling in turned to part-time and then eight years ago to full-time. It's a job I really enjoy, and I feel valued and appreciated by the doctors I work for, and God has been generous in uh, giving me a job that is tailor-made for me and one I didn't even have to interview for. A number of years ago, we decided that the church that we had been attending was sadly going in a direction that we felt was unbiblical. It was a very difficult decision to leave. We loved the people that were there, and we viewed them as family, as I know many of you do as well. Your church family can be closer than uh, your biological family at times. And there were a number of other people that chose to leave at the same time. It was sort of like a divorce in some ways, very sad. And, uh, and those people, they, they loved the Lord, but they were being deceived by false teaching. That is so prevalent today. About this time, I started uh, attending a precept Bible study um, with a small group of women, and we studied Second Peter and Romans. The book of Romans took us about two years. It was a wonderful time of delving into God's word. Time is never wasted in studying God's precious book. We were in limbo for a little while, as far as the church was concerned, so with a group of us meeting just weekly for uh, breaking of bread. And then my husband, Stephen, was taking some uh, garbage to a dump site and saw a church across the road. So we decided to try it. We went one Sunday, and we've been there ever since. The teaching and the preaching are excellent, and the people truly encourage and challenge one another in our walk with the Lord. It's a small group of believers, but uh, we're growing uh, both spiritually and in our numbers. And our pastor, he really urges us to uh, know our doctrine and leads us in the study of it through God's word. Romans is my favorite book of the Bible now. So much so that after uh, encouragement from my pastor, Sean, I memorized the book of Romans after both he and his daughter had started to memorize it. It's a big task, but it's not impossible. 
There is a little book that Andrew Davis wrote on memorizing long passages of scripture called An Approach to Extended Memorization of Scripture, and you can look it up online. I wouldn't recommend starting with Romans. I, I would say start with Philippians or Colossians, perhaps. But scripture memorization is one of the ordinary means of grace available to us, and we must take advantage of it. Well, having scripture put to memory is so very valuable to us. I remember somebody asked me why I, um, why Romans, and I thought I said, well, I don't know that we're always going to have uh, the actual scriptures. And if, if there was one book that I wanted to put to mind, that I, if I wasn't able to access scriptures, it would be Romans. Uh, Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the person who delights in the law of God and meditates on it day and night. We can meditate on things better when we have them put to our memory. Our middle daughter, Amanda, chose to walk away from the Lord as an adult as well. And I'd been convinced that she was a true believer because she made a stand for Christ as a... Um, uh, student at university, and then again when she was in, uh, in the RCMP, and she, and she memorized uh, Philippians. She, it seemed to appear to have gone to her heart. Amy, on the other hand, had walked the walk, but I hadn't seen a heart change. But Amanda became bitter for some reason and said she didn't believe anymore, and it was heartbreaking as a mom to see two of my daughters walk away from the Lord. And we were at my in-law's cottage about five years ago, and Amanda's little budgie bird got outside and flew away. Amanda loved that little bird so much. It sounds so silly. I know, if, unless, you have, unless you're a bird person, you wouldn't get it, probably. Um, but after three days uh, of wandering through the woods around the cottage and searching and, and putting bird calls on a speaker to try to get the bird back, the bird showed up by the lake. And Amanda was so relieved, as we all were. And unbeknownst to me at this time, Amanda had really been praying and, and, and asking God to bring the bird back, and, and, uh, and God was gracious and did that for her. And this was a turning point for Amanda. She saw how, how God provided even for her little budgie. As the hymn writer says, his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. So after that, she broke up with her boyfriend, who was a lovely young man but not a Christian, and started going back to church. I was totally amazed at how God used a little budgie to draw Amanda back to himself after, and he can do the same for anyone. He can, God can use whatever gets to the heart of the person. Uh, three years ago, uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter, Amy, who's, who's, uh, says she is not a Christian now for sure, became angry with us and totally cut us off from her son, Bryden, who was almost four at the time. It was difficult. It was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to go through in my life. But at this time, I didn't despair. I grieved, but I did not despair. The situation affected relationships, even with extended family. We can't deny our emotions or our trials, but we don't have to let them overwhelm or control us. I continue to seek comfort from God through the reading of scripture and prayer and fellowship. I reread a favorite book of mine at that time, Trusting God Even When Life Hurts by Jerry Bridges. I highly recommend any book by him, but especially that one. It helped me to see that everything that happens to me is for my good and for God's glory. It hasn't always been easy, but through it all, God has been present. Amy had another little baby last month called Frankie, 
and we've had some contact with her over the last few months, so I can see the Lord working in this situation. Ashley, our youngest, has uh, two little girls, a four and a two-and-a-half-year-old, and Amanda got married last summer and is expecting our fifth grandchild, her first child, in June. So now I have a new role, Grandma, specifically Nana. It's lots of fun to have those little ones around and to sit and read Bible stories with them and to just love them. And we have the opportunity to influence these young lives for Christ in a way that, that is different in the role as a mother. As Proverbs 17.6 says, grandchildren are the crown of the aged. Um, I, I don't know how you guys all do your Bible reading or plan your Bible reading, but I try to read through the Bible every year. And this year I'm, I'm using a new plan called the Legacy Plan. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but you read a chapter in Proverbs every day, a psalm three times a week, and each, each month a group of books in a, uh, like a history or the prophets, and they lay it all out for you. And I got a new Bible called the Reader's Bible, and it takes out the chapters and, and uh, verse divisions. And it, it sounds like a, a simple thing, but it just makes reading it so continuous. And, uh, and it reads more like a book without the little verse markings there. And I've re it's really revolutionized my, my uh, Bible reading, and I recommend it. And, and you have to remember, too, the divisions weren't there when the authors wrote the book. They, they just wrote it as a letter. But whatever works for you in your daily Bible reading, I would encourage you to aim to read the whole counsel of God. I'm reading another book right now by Jerry Bridges uh, called Respectable Sins. It's about uh, confronting the sins we gloss over and perhaps don't think about as seriously as, as the more overt sins. But we as, as Christ followers need to be re a repentant people, always ready to confess our sins and ask God's forgiveness daily. I know I have to as I sin frequently in thought, word, and deed. I know Esther... Uh, talked about the older women teaching the younger women. I know that when I was in my 20s, I would look at people in my stage of life, women, and think that they had it all together and that they had all the answers. I know now that's far from true. But we do know the one who has all the answers. And he will give us the wisdom as we seek through scriptures and ask for it. Sometimes it comes quickly, but more often he teaches us through difficult circumstances. It'd be a lot easier if we could learn those lessons in the easy times, but it doesn't seem to be the case. God uses uh, the storms of our life to get our attention. I want to see Christ in my hard times more quickly rather than just focusing on the circumstances and looking for opportunities for growth to become more Christ-like. I'm thankful to say that he, that he is helping me with that, and I am able to turn more quickly to him. Not that my life has been a whole series of trials, because it hasn't. <laughs> uh, God has blessed me with uh, uh, a wonderful marriage, uh, lots of memorable, memorable vacations, wonderful times of laughter and joy, and loving extended family. As I get older, I become more focused on the things that don't pass away, and look forward to spending time eternity with the God who sustained me in this life. As the saying goes, please be patient, God isn't finished with me yet. Or as his word says, Philippians 1.6, I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion 
at the day of Jesus Christ. Thank you.